Greetings, everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan, and you are joining me, the Beyond Top Secret Texan, for another episode of the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. Today's episode is going to feature Violetta from Montana, a very special guest returning to the show to speak about and share with me our account of demons, supernatural elements that we'd be defined as negative or evil and try to explain them, try to get to the source of this mystery and try to expose as much of our personal understanding and experience with it as we possibly can. Thank you all very much. Listeners, new and old, supporters new and old, absolutely 100% sincerely appreciate every single one of you who has joined the Patreon, patreon.com slash beyondtopsecrettexan, and pledged as little as a dollar a month to gain direct accessing, uh, direct messaging access to myself, to um, links to exclusive content, to um, posts notifying new episode uploads um, on the podcast, as well as, uh, you know, the the promotional uh, material for the show. Absolutely appreciate every single one of you only asking a dollar a month to gain access to the Patreon and join the community that we're quickly building up. That's patreon.com slash beyond top secret Texan. But I absolutely appreciate from the bottom of my heart any donations or support higher than that, um, of greater value than that, because each and every single cent that goes into the Patreon is directly part of the funding of my YouTube channel which is uh, showcasing evidence, the best evidence I can find as a citizen journalist into the paranormal and supernatural with a specialization in UFOs, cryptids, and phenomenology like the occult, esotericism, and other unexplainable mysteries of the natural world. You can also hit my PayPal and coffee options up, both beyond Top Secret Texan. If times are tough, which they are all over, remember I get no subsidies, no government benefits, and this is my full-time career. And thus I understand and reasonably ask only for $1 a month to gain access to the Patreon. That is cheaper than a price of coffee on the corner store anywhere. Cheaper than any movie ticket. Cheaper than any concert ticket. A very humble asking price for a dollar to join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash beyond top secret Texan. But even if that's too um, steep or too, too much to ask, which I completely understand in the economy that we are in now. Then sharing, then liking this video, subscribing, following my channel, either if you're listening to this through Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Anchor, um, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, 
any one of the directories that my podcast is featured on that you so choose, please like, subscribe, follow, give five stars, whatever you can, please uh, leave positive reviews. Uh, That helps out tremendously my search uh, engine appearance, the the presence, the ratio, etc., it helps out uh, tremendously when you share my podcast, YouTube channel, Instagram, TikTok, etc., uh, library, Odyssey channels. It helps out tremendously when you subscribe to them. It helps out tremendously when you give those videos likes, when you give them views, when you post and repost them. It helps tremendously when you, for example, uh, repost my Instagram posts. It helps tremendously when you uh, leave comments, etc., that all helps out the Beyond Top Secret Texas effort into promoting and to bringing forward to the public, the people, the greatest quality of evidence of the most obscure subjects with the most fringe but correct truth, brain of truth most accurate version of truth currently on the internet and yes 95% 99% even of all my material is free and archived online for everyone to enjoy Patreon membership and financial support is support of independent journalism and independent truth media So don't think of it as being able to purchase access to privileged content. But think of it as supporting the working class revolution in creating disclosure and returning our world to its most optimistic and golden timeline. That being said, let's call Violetta from Montana. And let's begin a very deep dive into the world of demons. Doing great. Okay, thank you very much for being cool and for your patience and everything. Sorry um, for any delay or any any kind of lateness or anything on my part. But yeah, I don't think there was any. I think you're good. 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 Um, Regardless, I wouldn't care if there was. Um, Thanks. Yeah, no, I'm saying, I'm just saying, try, I'm trying to be cool. Thank you very much for agreeing to uh, speak to me about these things. They're really cool. It's, it's a cool subject. Just a lot of people are um, creeped out by even talking about it. I know. Um, and I used to be superstitious about talking about it, but I've learned, like, the one thing that feeds into any of this kind of crap is, like, fear. And if you're not afraid of it, it doesn't really affect you. Um, you know, mm-hmm. no, no, you're absolutely brave, and you got a lot of and guts, like, and you got like a lot of uh, a lot of uh, balls to be like, no, it's not, it's not a taboo subject. A lot of people think it's a taboo subject. That's a yeah, yeah, it. I agree. And they also like make people that like I don't Talk. know. I, I like shame. No, people. there's a lot of shame. You're right. You're right. People who even explore it or are looking it up or have an interest in it are made like kind of uh, they're you know, there's a lot of suspicion. There's a lot of uh, paranoia in communities. Yeah, yeah. Like, especially, like, um, I actually know somebody that, like, anonymously wrote a ghost book. So it just is, like, you don't want to, you know, 
tie your identity to something so crazy, even though it's not. Um, it's just something that people are afraid of and um, they don't want to discuss. Well, like, it's a very uh, serious subject, but it's at the same time, it, it call. it's not like, it's a weird border in, in intersectionality, if you want to use that kind of terminology, where it's like, yeah. it's serious, it's real, and at the same time, it's not real, because it's like... Because if you're not experiencing it, like, I mean, it's not like everybody sees or, like, you know, experiences mm-hmm. the paranormal, so a lot of the time... You know, they're like, I gotta see it to believe it. And I, I guess I, like, get that. Well, like, ghosts are... We, a ghost are basically the, the subject, the backbone of the whole series I want to talk to you, or have you kind of, like, be a regular and a long-term co-host with, is because um, it's all, like, it's a big, un, like, the, the definition of ghosts. And demons, like, fall under ghosts. Like, it's invisible. Yeah. It's, like, uh, exactly. But, like, there are Even so many angels, ghost shows. Even angels, too. Angels and angels. demons. Um, you know, those are just paranormal entities to yep. some people. Shadow people. Hat men. Um, yeah. Gargoyles. Like, like, you know, like, weird. Shadow. What's that? Shadow man? Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> no, no. That's a, there's a, People say it's a demon. People say it's a type of ghost. People say it's, like, a type of... I live for those, the ones that, like, are highly scripted and, like, Mm -hmm. have a whole personality attached or, like, you know, some kind of thing that they do. It's so cool. No, that's why I said the demons now, it's a type of ghost um, legend or story. It's like, you know, um, it's hard to separate ghosts that like a ghost that haunts a specific area and is very famous and is very like it's seen hundreds of times versus a demon which could be possessing the area and um like demon possession stories are their own genre where it's, yeah it, yeah and then there's like just demonology like uh if you've ever seen the movie uh hereditary or ever mm-hmm. seen like it, I fucking love Hereditary. Exactly that that was a big Renaissance factor in a lot of people's lives because when it came out, people were like, "Holy shit!" Like there's like all this, you know, incredible. It's lore. Hereditary. No, well, like, exactly like the the idea of the, the American whole family, witchcraft. It's like your family being cursed against you. Like you would exactly. have a family curse. Like so many people were probably like, "Oh fuck, I'm probably cursed." What's up with these exactly. coincidences? No, people started thinking about it and being like, "Holy shit!" Like that, that could have been why my grandmother was acting all weird. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I felt payment. that way whenever I first watched um, Paranormal Activity. Because um, I was experiencing a demon at the time, um, and I actually have quite a few demon stories. Because, um, you know, I used to be hesitant to tell them, but I'm really, I'm not scared of this entity anymore. So I'm comfortable with, like, sharing them. But um, what was I saying? Oh, I watched Paramor- Paranormal Activity and was just convinced, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's exactly what's going on. I have a demon. Well awesome let's get on with the let's get i guess started and get the recording going of course this isn't live or anything but um yeah i, I could talk for like an hour and a half or two hours if you wanted to about it okay cool um yeah, i guess i kind of want to start like at the very beginning definitely let me uh let me introduce you and introduce the show real quick and then uh we'll just jump right into it all right cool all right um I'll probably include this the from the beginning of the conversation we're having to like now, but if you're listening out there in Dreamland, uh, we're with Violet uh, or Vi Violet from Montana. Yeah, Violetta works. from Montana. And I, I was like, <laughs> I, I totally was like, 
Do you want to go by Vi or Violet? I mean, either one works. They're kind of interchangeable as, like, a nickname. Exactly. I, I was like, I, I, I didn't have, uh, I just asked you and everything before we, we got on. I didn't have the, the confidence to choose either one. Don't worry, you haven't, like, doxed me or anything. Vi is short for Violet. It's cool. <laughs> They're yeah. both, like, Violet names that I Montana. use. And, and absolutely, uh, you know, we've had her on before. She's a return guest. We have an absolutely great show uh, planned for everybody. It's going to cover demons, and uh, I guess you would call it our personal encounters, our the encounters of our cultures, our communities, our folklores, uh, and our own personal opinions on it. And we're going to listen to a incredibly uh, intense um, recollection from the internet. Uh, YouTuber Beyond Creepy. We're going to listen to one of their stories. Oh, I love Beyond Creepy. We're going to be listening to one of their stories and reacting to it. And definitely, I want to see what your impressions of it are because I have very strong feelings about it uh, myself because it reminds me of things that happened in my own life. And it's going to be a really fun time. And uh, we're going to cover a lot of ground. And it's going to be um, a perfect starter for Halloween season. A perfect oh introduction to fall. My fave. Yep. And, and this is, I hope, the, uh, the the beginning of a kind of a long time and joint regular performance. Or, or co-hosting of a, a Sam Hain series covering ghosts, ghost folklore. Super, you know, like um, things of that nature. Spiritually, uh, spiritism. Spirits, uh, curses, hexes, um, you know, hellmouths, all that good shit. What's a hellmouth? Hellmouth is a thing that, like, is like a portal to hell, a door to hell. Um, ah. Jack Osborne had a ghost hunting show where they would go to different places that were rumored to be, like, doorways to hell. And uh, that's where I learned it from. Like, there are actual places that are not just haunted houses. Like portals. They're portals to hell. And you're like, Badass. Kind of like an Amityville horror. Yeah. Okay. There's one in, like, um, I want to say Kansas. And it's like a well. Like, it's like, I mean, like, they're pretty crazy. Like, they're, one of them's like a prison. Like, they're all that's over the so place. That's so wild. Yeah, like, they make the whole town a very negative and evil place. And they're usually a opened by satanic activity or by murder there is a huge amount of lore behind Hellmouths. Um, popular fiction Buffy the Vampire Slayer the TV show its main premise was that the high school was built over a Hellmouth and thus their job was to keep the demons and evil and all that kind of contained um, love that No, it's, it's been in popular culture up to that point yeah, yeah. Um, no, Hellmouth is a, is, that's what the word they used was a Hellmouth, but it absolutely is like, um, I, I guess you call it even kind of related to what we're going to be talking about, because... Yeah, definitely. There are many interpretations of where demons come from, the most popular being Hell, and if they can enter and exit our world through these doorways, or through rituals, or through invocations, or through, um possessions etc uh, you know that's a factor that's a very important factor so yeah always keep in mind where the hell mouth in your local the local scene is <laughs> like your local community seriously <laughs> exactly beat up your local hell mouth. no your local hell mouth 
Exactly. Always, always make sure you're like. Well, this is one of the things. Like when we hear the 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 recording that I'm I want to play, you're gonna see that a lot of people's lives, uh, their day to day lives, like their real lives, whether or not their marriages stay together, whether or not they go insane, whether or not they are addicted to substances, have substance abuse issues, whether or not they become, like, murderers even. It's it's really relevant to, like, contact or, you know, possession by, some say, demonic powers. Yeah, I mean, think about some crazy killers. Or, like, Son of Sam? You know. When he was saying that his dog, his neighbor's dog, was telling him to um, commit murders... And, and, I buy it. Well, it's not unheard of for these demons to take like the shape of animals, especially dogs. Um, especially so dogs. I, I've had a, I saw the a dog ghost um, where I used to live actually, um, because I lived in an execution site literally on my property. My front yard was the hanging tree that like the vigilantes would um, haul like you know murderers and rapists and thieves up to and hang. I think like nine people. Um, all together were hung. That's uh, the hanging on my property, judge, right? Like the the what? The, the Wild West era, like hanging judges. Yeah, yeah. The vigilantes were like um, basically like you know local government slash like police. Um, so you know, if a town found you guilty of a crime, they would haul you up to somewhere in my front yard and kill you. That's incredible. Uh, oh, I think um, Zach Baggins and the Ghost Adventures crew covered that area. Probably, um, there's like a, quite a few books with like, um, you know, local ghost stories, especially where I'm in, in Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not unknown to be haunted out here. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, Montana is a very special area. It's, it's enchanted. It's it, very wicked. Um, yes. Oh, there's a lot of blood that's been shed in Montana. Um, yeah, like, the died. last time I drove into yeah. Montana from Wyoming, like, a summer ago, it was just, like, we were greeted by this giant moose in the middle of, like, you know, just black highway. It was, like, nighttime. It's, like, welcome to Montana, and immediately just, like... They call it the Badlands dark. for a reason. Yeah, man. It's, um, it's intense out here. Oh, I imagine um, the sunsets and storms and everything would be... Yeah. And how is it at night? Is it, like, um, particularly surreal at night? Like, do you feel like a, a presence... Um, it's just strangely serene um, at night. And also, I can just kind of feel any kind of, like, presence, especially, like, this particular demon. Like, you can just kind of sense it um, well, in the air. Well, I have that uh, sometimes these... At night, you can really get the spirit of a place, whether it's evil or good or has, like, a lot of negativity or whatever. You can feel that at night. And yeah. I've always had this very keen sensitivity to it. Um, you know, regardless if you're at home thinking, you know, I'm a pussy or not, like, I get that shiver up your spine feeling. No, it's like a, yeah, sense, yeah. like a spider sense. Um, That's I, real, man. That's Houston, like you picking up on something. In Houston, it's ter- It's absolutely weird to explain that in the middle of a city that, you know, you can feel absolute dread and panic at night or in Corpus. It's surprisingly dark, uh, where I am currently in my hometown when night falls, it feels like something is above the city. Like it, like casting its shadow on it. It's hard to explain. And I, used no, to go I totally 
Yeah. Yeah, I hike at night because it's too hot to do so in the day. So at night, I'm looking at the stars. So I feel like there's that the thinning of the veil or whatever these spiritualists want to call it. But at night, that's when spirits... You can clearly see the spirits. Demons, whatever you want to call them, these supernatural... Angels and demons, man. They're they're both there, like... Exactly. And and it's um, uh, also a lot of uh, history where I am, too. It's not a newly made suburb or anything. It's a old Wild West town from the Mexican days of uh, the Texas, you know, Independence Days and all that. Um, I mean, t- and plus it is a larger community. It's got 300,000 people. So it's a weird blend of, like, um, old and new. And a lot of it is, I think... Native American ghosts, Native American curses, yeah. Native Think American Think of like histories. the Wendigo and stuff. Yeah, um, a lot of what I'm sensing in Corpus or seeing as ghost hauntings um, uh, are, I think, tied directly to the Karankawa Indian tribe that used to live here. And I mean, like, I walk on the shore of the Oso Bay, and that's the same. It, like land that Karankawa Indians 200, 300 years ago lived on. And so I'm saying, like, there there has to be a lot of, like, fresh, weird... Like, people who live next to Indian like reservations... Like, Exactly. Like, there's, like, a lot of weird shit when you start there's thinking like about There's, like, a Indians, lot of... And you're like... You know, over especially the land, like, yep. it just being, like, colonized, you know? Yeah, you look at the houses and the Spiritual juju there, like, we took something, yeah, you know, like... you look at the house... I look we at took the from the indigenous. I look at the fence lines, I look at the yards, I look at the people, like, at H-E-B and stuff, and I'm like, 300 years ago, this was not, like, this world is built on the graveyard of that old world, and... Yeah, literally, and we also, like, thrive and function off it. Mm-hmm. Um, like old worlds, even like with oil, you know, and oh, yeah. the, oh, no, like, I, I agree. It's I quite just, literally like dimming our light as a planet, you know, like we're mm-hmm. just burning up old civilization, you know, like <laughs> fucking no, the, dinosaurs. The pipeline or like, you know, Dakota destroying, really we take, important. take, take. Um, I don't know if you paid attention to the, the South Dakota pipeline, like four or five years uh-huh. ago when all those Native Americans were protesting. Oh yeah, that that's still going on. Like, did you see the uh, like one of the offerings? Um, a oil company, like I think it was Exxon or Shell, made to like the native people, like the representatives. They literally like gave them a case of plastic bottled water and cigarettes. That's fucked up, and you know, like it, that's like just disgusting. It's just so disrespectful, and you're right. That's what I was like. It's just so disrespectful, and it's like. I think a lot of the modern world's problems is because we were cursed, like, literally a hundred years ago by these Native Americans, like, during the ghost dances of, like, uh, General Custer, the yeah. the bended knee and shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of it is really and, like, bad blood that goes back to the very first, like, you know, the betrayals and shit of the Native American populations, the genocides, the massacres... Yeah, a lot of the shit that's happening just seems like, you know, you had it coming, like, or, you know, like, feels, like, faded. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, something humanity brought upon itself. Everything. Um, so it's kind of like a whooping um, that we, like, deserve. Um, I don't know if anybody's going to learn anything, like, or the civilization's going to change in time for us, like, not to feel immediate repercussions and just, like, seas of crazy shit, you know? 
a lot of it is like, um, if you think about a society, and this is not apparent to people who live blind to, you know, real history and real the real world, no other country lives with as bad of health. Like, we're sicker, we have more obesity, more mental health issues, more depression, higher suicide rates, um, things like that. Also, we commit a lot of crime as a country. Like, a lot of theft, a lot of greed, a lot of robbery, a lot of physical abuse, a lot of domestic abuse, a lot of just, like, general abuse of everything. Like, for sexual abuse, like... And you wonder no, where and this like, all comes from. No, and, like, emphasis on everything. Like, we abuse everything. I think the country is possessed by a demon. I think it's... <laughs> I, I, like, don't disagree with you. No, I, I that, that sounds to me like if you were going to curse a people, that's who, that's what they would act like. They'd be, like, really physically ill and, like, crazy and evil. And yeah, this whole, like, pandemic, I mean, it all seems very, like, um not only biblical but like you know um it feels ominous like something behind like there's just something it all equals up like oh yeah no yeah yeah like that's a like okay so um just like a person can be possessed surely millions of people could be possessed right like why is it like one demon per person like one one or one demon could possess literally like everyone at the same time that's like i mean they they are powerful beyond like our comprehension yeah that's exactly like there there are no rules there are no like set in stone rules as much as i saw this meme i saw this meme earlier that made me like think even though it was like it was fucking funny because but like I think you shared it, or I don't know who shared it, but it was, um, like, this, this Wojak, like, this cursed Wojak that, like, some demon entities, like, it's, like, if you share it, like, I, I don't remember, but, like, I was, like, that is hilarious, but also, like, not unfounded and, like, you know, I was, like, wait, that could literally be a possibility. Who fucking knows? Oh, absolutely, and it's, like... Like, do you remember Rando nodding? Yeah, I actually just downloaded Rando Nodding. I'm very late to the trip. I'm very late to the game. Did you hear about those kids that, like, found a dead body? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was creepy yeah, yeah. as shit. I remember that one. No, you're absolutely and I, right. I tried it, and honestly, it was, like, weird, but I think it was more, like, I I don't know if it triggered some weird, like, autistic thing in me where it's, like, anything you find, you, it's, like, a just, like, with astrology where they're, like... I don't need an app to go outside and just start picking up random feathers and making up shit like same same (laughs) an angel i'm like i'm i literally am always like an angel just left that fucking piece of trash there for me it's teaching me something (laughs) exactly i don't need a i don't need a all day that's why i walk around all the time i'm so autistic i'm just like angel angel that was from an angel Uh uh-oh we're getting different colors like what does that mean no absolutely (laughs) there has been a couple of times in my real life that i believe mermaids have left seashells for me oh my god that's so sick exactly where you're like a a mermaid left this shell why would it why would a shell this beautiful still be on the beach and i like no it's it's i don't need a, a to feel that magical connection with the world like wherever you wander it's because of a purpose because that's random. Yeah, man, and a porpoise. Uh, like, have you seen what fucking uh, seals look like? They look like fucking mermaids. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I believe, I mean real mermaids. Yeah, man, I believe in mermaids. Mer- real mermaids, I think, are real. We just I made think, them in our image. Like, we just, like, portrayed them artistically to look more like us. I think, oh, I think there's a lot of, like, with the whole 
we're not alone, and we're, we've never been alone. Um, there are other intelligent things. I think it's because we're so... Maybe that's part of the curse. Maybe that's part of the demon possession. We just I think it's because we are separated from nature. Yeah, as I said, maybe it's because of something greatly wrong with our... Like, they think we're psychotic because we simply can't see the truth. Or maybe it's, like, it's... A type of liberal... Yeah, full disclaimer, like, I'm fucking... I don't know. <laughs> I'm psych word shit. Like, so... I always feel funny because I'm like, God, I am that bitch. <laughs> like... <laughs> um, but I am on medication, so... Um, no, and I still can't deny any of the, like, you know, crazy paranormal things down, I've experienced. Because flush those pills down the toilet and, and embrace the, the rich... Um, Menagerie of your thoughts, you know. Yeah, they're <laughs> the angels, you know. But I, I'm not also not a uh, Western medical fan at all. I, I will go on uh, the record saying that at first I laughed at Tom Cruise, and now I defend Tom Cruise. Modern day psychology. I defend Tom Cruise too. Because he, he was like, modern day psychology doesn't solve any problems, and they just sell medicine. It doesn't. And I was like, That's and they keep dumb. people locked like, no, up in the psych right. ward, man. Yeah, like when yeah, I was in the psych ward, right. those people, those people didn't even sound that far off. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a couple people that like were acting out. Like, I mean, I definitely like experienced some like violence, but like, besides people like that, that like usually aren't there very long. The people that just talk about God or like you know have little outbursts um or like you know are constantly clicking or doing something some people just like learn differently you know like Neuro- i don't know urgent? no you're right Absolutely. they didn't belong there and they'd be like i i've been here 200 something days and like 10 days in there was even just awful like and they're just locked up for being crazy but they're like some of the shit they're saying i was like no like <laughs> let this person go they don't sound that crazy no and, and, and the reasons why people can be put in a mental asylum is everything from your neighbor just thinking you're crazy because it's an involuntary yep. uh 5150 in most states or um like if you were locked up for any other reason and we're like talking about god in a prison cell the guards can get you committed um, i um i got committed for talking about angels to my dad no exactly if you talk about my anything phone. um religious in our society like if you went to a store and just started preaching or you know they, exactly if you weren't like just being like I, I just said to my dad like i sensed um you know an angel today i think it was my grandfather because he's you know, he loved the beach. He loved the ocean. I was at the beach. Dude, and, like, literally um, was actually on a manic episode, but did not need to be fucking institutionalized. Um, don't even use their language. That's the thing, like, I, I'm not here to tell you exactly what to do or anything, but it, that's how I started was I was very into psychology, and I was like, no, I have these problems. I'm manic depressive, bipolar disorder, too. You know, oh, I yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm on Depakot because of my seizures, etc. And I, I was that way until like 2018, and then I was like, no, stop trying to uh, define yourself with their terminology and just yeah, like you have a a high metabolism, you have like a lot of energy, you know, you have a lot of. Um, I'm just literally you, like autistic and bipolar, a, yeah. and not even the autistic thing. When people say you're you're just different. And it's not, like, a bad thing to be different. The world needs different people. And you're not different than the yeah. people you're different like. Exactly. I just like, say that to make it funny, like, self-deprecating. But, like, no, I'm proud of myself. Yeah, and, like... It's a self-deprecation. Even the weird craziness stuff. Um, but, 
and it's just kind of funny. When people uh, are like, to "Oh, me. you're OCD," you're not OCD unless you're like literally OCD, like you can't function. Oh, honey, I encountered um, my roommate in the psych ward was fucking OCD oh, with like yeah. literally. Holy shit! I I couldn't. And the nurses even were just annoyed, and like I just it was constantly splashing water, washing hands. That's what I'm saying. Like, Walking up the sink. Yeah. Exactly. Like people are like, "Oh, you got OCD because you like to keep an organized lifestyle." No, there are OCD people who will wash their hands to their fingers bleed. Like that's God. That's the thing. Unless you're really mentally ill like that, you're like a danger to yourself and others. You should yeah. not be put into a psych ward. That is not like a place. There should be a, a third option. There should be another option. A sanitarium. Yeah, I definitely like didn't relaxing. deserve to be in there for fucking ten days. That's um, what I'm it should be a, a, a much... Um, and you're not allowed outside. You're not allowed outside. Um, oh my god, it's crazy in there. Like, if you weren't crazy, you would go crazy mm-hmm. having to stay in the psych ward. And there's some people that, like, are stuck there. And they, they like, if you throw a fit... Like, when I first was put in there i was fucking livid i was losing it um i just couldn't believe that like i had just been escorted to a psych lord but i also felt like it was right um i feel like i almost manifested it so i kind of like rolled with it and like really like you know Mm -hmm. um did the whole thing like did it with my most effort because i was like all right baby i'm the joker you know like i was like this is fun um so I made like there. friends yeah. and stuff, and like I don't know what I would have done because uh, it's just so fucking boring. It is no, it's absolutely a strange environment. I remember when I was in the uh, psych ward for when I was going through a divorce in the Navy, and they institutionalized me because they thought it was a weird time. People were really afraid of mass shooters, and I have a oh. very heavy interest in firearms, or at least especially in that time. Oh, and, you're like my brother. No, I, I'm just a red, Mer- red-blooded American male. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. I joined the military for a reason. I signed. I volunteered. It's not like I didn't have. Yeah, any... I like investigated exactly. my brother before. They investigate yeah. you, and you're like, I, I joined the military. Isn't that good enough? Like I'm trying to be like very open with who I hey, am. Hey man, who knows? <laughs> like, who knows like, what like they, Hawaiian uh, shirt cockadilly is gonna go shoot up a Danny's next? You know. That's what they were doing. They were they like you know oh, we need your weapons and we need to like put you under observation and keep you there and talk to you and like. And of once course, again, like we you. get punished for the things we're allowed to. They, like oh, but they they totally I totally get it. It's an inefficient process, and you know the you have to like entertain yourself while you're because you're sane, you know that, and you you don't belong there. So you're trying to get them to see you're not crazy. And at the same time, you're realizing that you're just very different. I'm very and like, unusual and, like, but there's probably nothing wrong seem a little crazy. That. Like, the whole time, yeah. I was like, you have your wife leave you for at, for some fucking dude uh, while you're in active duty and see if you're not pissed. And they're like, it's relatable. No, that's fucked. They're like, it's relatable. We just need to keep you here. And you're like, it's not human. It's They don't respect your humanity. They don't respect your ability to feel or to emote. And in society... I knew a guy there who was... It is society, man. I I met a guy there who was... um, He was a born-again Christian, but he was born again, like, in, in like, one of those ways that, you know, you start breaking down and crying and, like, praying and stuff like that. You know, like, um, you recently... I mean, I definitely feel like I'm reborn in the sense where, like, I've had my spiritual awakening, um, and that's kind of what I was going through, um, and it kind of did send me into an episode, because I will say, I was not fucking sane for a minute. Um, I think I just 
like saw this light and like that spiraled me into like my hypomanic episode i definitely was like mm-hmm. um delusional you know well i um, i even think that's that's more of internalizing that language because who knows you're right, what a religious because, experience like, does you know i said i thought i met a guy who i thought was had a divine real life religious experience like I, you read about and books and I even told him that I was like you just had a religious experience people have yeah, those people, have a religious experience people um, drop and everything that, and like, become Buddhist spiral yeah people are like I'm just becoming a Buddhist I'm gonna move to Budaland or whatever and you know like, sell everything people do that it's the it, they're not bad people they're not crazy no no and it's not crazy it's no. just like like figuring out what your spirit needs to yeah. like heal exactly people become Mormons you know, as adults, <laughs> people are like, I'm a Mormon now. Lock that motherfucker up. <laughs> like, give him some Prozac and until he stop, until he changes his mind and remembers he's not a Mormon anymore. You have the, as like, in America, you should have the right to feel your feelings, at least. Exactly. Well, that's wanna... funny that we come up, like, we literally try to, like, rule the state with the church. And, but if you truly, like, believed or, like, had religious experiences... Or, it's just stupid. They'll lock you up for a religious experience, um, but then, like, say that they're ruling the state that way. And so it's just like, okay, so you don't believe when people, like, um, have... Like, you don't believe in what you're preaching. Yeah, uh, exactly. That, that, it's so hypocritical. It's so hypocritical. That, that you live in a society that says you're free to worship and, you know, live like, believe in God, but you don't believe in God, so God's not real. And if you say... In a, in a different, like, unless you're allowed, like, the certain areas where you're allowed to worship. As if you started, if you went to a store and started just preaching and reading a Bible and, like, praying to God in a parking lot, they'd lock you up. Yeah. That's how hypocritical society... There was and, one guy that would stand on the corner of, like, this downtown area I worked, like, a few years ago, every Friday. And it wasn't Sunday, it was always the funny thing, it was, like, always Friday, and he would just stand there screeching, like, Bible verses... And, oh my god, I listened to the Gospels, um, all four of them. It was like an almost nine-hour like YouTube audiobook I found. Uh, very entertaining. It's it's uh, just the uh, first. It's like four books out of sixty-six total in the King James version of the Bible, and there's different versions. There's the Apocalypse. That's to say, uh, many people who are Christians, even Baptist ministers, or even ministers. Uh, the one I met particularly was a Baptist minister who have not read the full Bible. Uh, many religions are like that. There are like uh, Muslims who haven't read the Quran. I wouldn't. It's I would never read the Bible. I'm sorry. I just. I'm not interested in it. it it's a lot. Now I'm saying it, it is a lot. It's uh, one of those things that when people are on the fence or not, I always tell them just start listening to the Gospels and see if it's for you or not. Because a lot of people have an idea of what they think it is. But in real life, it's much different. Um, I'm as someone who is is quite the scholar when it comes to it, and it's there's a big difference between spiritualism and actual like uh, theology, which is like memorizing verses and chapters and like trivia and like who are all the apostles? Yeah. And you're like, oh, there's twelve apostles. Let me name them: Simon, Peter. And, you know, there's oh, there's <laughs> Matthias, and you're like, not saying like that. That's one way of Christianity, and then there's another way. And not saying like I always, always like to reference that because a lot of people will, will, uh, no, bring that up. Like, and I always bring. Have you even read it all? Have you even listened to it all? And people are like, no. Like a lot of people haven't. 
No, yeah. I mean, I think it is a lot. Uh, and that's like when it would, I feel like if I were to do that, it would become an obsession yeah. and like be really unhealthy. It takes years. No, it's not overnight. It's not in a month either. It, it literally takes like, you know, four Well, yeah, it's years. like there's some books that take me like years to read because they're so yeah. huge. A, a 66, I was like, it's, it's, it's a big, anyone who just skims through it doesn't really get it. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to like really research and like, oh, who's Ruth? You know, oh, who's uh, who's Joshua's in, in this all like, you know, old Jew shit. And it's like, yeah. uh, it's like the Old Testament and the New, two very different. It's, but that's Christianity. And there's a reason why I think there's a lot of uh, demon possession is because people truly aren't positively reinforced with uh, the word of like everyone knows exorcisms right like you read uh, the the holy bible you read the word of the lord and that drives out evil spirits yeah right? I mean we all love like the exorcist um, yeah. exorcism of yeah like oh, no, I think if, everybody knows about exorcism you but, know but if no one is is reading the real bible if no one is listening to the real bible in their entire lives they're going to be that they're easy to possess they're they're vulnerable and i think that the whole society because it doesn't believe in god like the well United does States, it have to be i think it needs to be more like a holy spirit because i mean think about it um oh yeah no. if we're thinking like any kind of um bad juju or whatever is coming from like you know how we've wronged the indigenous or whatever, like, think of how the Bible wouldn't really compel any spirits of, like, a different religion out unless they're the, like, same thing. Oh, yeah, but right. With different names. We don't believe in good, I don't think. Like, you, can, you can replace God with good, add another O. And that's, yeah. and that's, I mean, literally, like, you just add another O and it's people don't believe in good. And I think that's because our nation is not good. Like, you know, ultimately, politically, we're kind of an evil entity. And if it all started, like, if you really do believe in, like, uh, the NWO and, like, the Illuminati and the elite and stuff yeah. like that, like, if you really do think they're eating babies, I mean, I think the whole country would be kind of guilty, like, by association. Well, think Not about everyone, the fucking but... sex trafficking ring. Yeah. The Epstein um, stuff. And then also think about the things that people are doing on, like, the dark web. Yeah. Yeah, like throwing cats in blenders and shit. That's fucked up. Oh God! Like I can't. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like that, I think there's a demon, and I think the demon not only possesses, um, like, like you call it legion. Um, and, yeah. and this one legion entity possesses so many people around the world now, and technology's made it easier for him to possess people. Because, like, yeah, they possess people through the internet. Have you heard of um, Yahweh One? Yeah. Um. So the craziest thing happened to me the other day. Um, I always hang out at this one park mm. and, um, I was reading and this guy comes up to me and like his dog is just like the most beautiful dog I've ever seen. And he's like, her name is cutie 3.14. Like she named herself, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then he, he was like this old German man and his name was Hova. Oh, Jehovah. Yeah. Well, maybe it I was, was like an incarnation of, um, uh, the Supreme being. Because they in the Bible it is referenced you can entertain angels unaware, and in the ancient Greeks believed that gods would um, appear to people to test whether or not they were good people. Yeah, that's um, a, it that's was a really thing. yeah. It was pretty like wild because he was just like this really cool looking old man, 
you know, and he was wearing leather gloves and like an old Hawaiian shirt and like walking this a beautiful dog. I was just like gagged. I was like, who is this hoa? And I was like, that's not how you spell it. And he literally said it was like J-V. He was like, and then he kind of whipped his hand around like it doesn't matter how you spell it. Wow, that's pretty fucking crazy. I mean, that's pretty surreal. Like, not like... That, that is pretty um, much a Matrix moment right there. Yeah, it felt like it, because I always feel that way at the park. It's just very, like, Trinity sitting right? at the park bench. I like going around like, the it. park, too. The parks are where the Matrix plays out. That's, like, the lobby. That's your... where I like to hang out, because it is really interesting. That no, That's, like, your general chat. That's, like, your lobby where everyone can just kind of, like, loads into... Yeah, it's like, hey, whoa, cool. Like, I'll just, like, see what people were doing. Like, Mm -hmm. there'll always be, like, a cookie or, like, a child's toy just chilling on, Mm -hmm. like, where the spot where I read. And I'm just like, okay. Universe. (laughs) Um, No, absolutely. The universe is at, at, uh, you know, manifesting itself in in our parks, our local community parks. Um, Yeah, manifest. So let's get into the uh, demon talk of it. I, I believe that we have uh, some really cool stories to share. Let's uh, yeah. play the Beyond Creepy uh, audio first and then kind of um, let that lead our discussion and everything. I'm really right, cool. interested in your um, reaction to it. This is When I heard it the first time, I was just like... You know, uh, let's just get right into it and I'll play it. This is Beyond uh, Creepy's episode Thought Form. This was released August 31st, 2021, so it's very new. Can you hear it? Um, hardly. Hold on a second. How about now? Brian Harris met Elena Sanchez in 1981. Is that any better? Okay, now I can hear it better. Brian thought her beautiful and there was something about her personality that he found very attractive. Elena was deeply interested in the occult. She was into Hatha yoga, meditated often, and studied texts on ceremonial magic. She would indulge in long walks in the forest, where she felt a connection with the animals and the plant life. Brian also discovered she was into other things not so sweet. He would sometimes find Elena engaged in strange rituals that made him feel uneasy. He was able to overlook this as she was quite a talented artist with an amazing mind for music. She was also quite jovial, and he enjoyed her company to the point where he decided to pop the question. Just prior to their graduation, he decided to ask her to marry him. Ryan never forgot her reply. I will marry you, she told him, but not because I love you. Don't get me wrong, though, because I am very fond of you. I'll marry you because I know I must. It is my karma and yours. She added with tears in her eyes, I'm afraid it won't work out very well. Not at all. Still, if it is to be, it will be. And there's nothing we can do about it. It has been ordained by powers greater than we. Ryan found her response to be quite bizarre. And Elena seemed to sense this and jokingly told him to forget it. She was goofing around. Ryan eventually forgot about Elena's odd prophecy. They were married in June 1986. They had both grown up in the Pacific Northwest and decided to move to Portland in the year following their marriage. Brian found work as an accountant for a large printing company. The two experienced no marital problems other than the usual adjusting to each other until Elena became pregnant with their first child in late spring 1987. It was then that something began to go very wrong. 
causing Ryan to remember her unhappy prediction that their marriage would, quote, not work out very well, not at all. Oh my God. It started when Elena began having a series of terrifying nightmares, all with the same disturbing theme. Elena sounds hot, she to be honest. She insisted that a demon was trying to <laughs> I'm saying if she busted out I mean, if she's got, room, like, a premonitionary thing going on, she's got to be hot. I'm saying I got to pull on uh, fucking Woody when she was all like, the fates have decided that it is our karma is to be, but I am afraid it won't end well. And I was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, this, this is the crazy bitch that I'm into. This is what you get when you stick your dick in it. This, this is an art school babe if I've ever heard one. Art school Jewish right? girlfriend. Right? Talented in music and shit. Has freaky ass rituals. Like hot crazy levels. Let's go. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Fucking demons. That's what I'm saying. Like that the entity was trying to persuade her that Ryan was the source of her problems. And after a time, it appeared as though the entity had succeeded in convincing her of it. She became hostile anytime Ryan got close to her, and he began to believe that she was delusional. He did not want to believe delusional. that she might be losing her mind. No, exactly. No, she's getting possessed by a demon. Shattered glass. Trust me. Found by the, the end of it, you're gonna things. make it. No it's perfect. The whole commitment, much. mental asylum thing, the, the idea of going insane versus find. demon possession. Elena began to get um, defensive about her actions. Oh yeah, she it, trust me. By the end of it, you'll see having how a demonic religious experience, hunty. Things can't go ahead. Yeah. One day oh yeah. Ryan it's. Came upon Elena you'll see. You'll hear it. That this is absolutely up your alley when it comes to what you've been experiencing, really, and what millions of people have been experiencing for hundreds of years. Yeah. In a word, she looked evil. She eventually released the cat. The animal survived, but the damage was done, and Ryan decided that it was time to get help. Their family doctor, who was not qualified... What did she do to it? Wait, wait. She was trying to kill a cat. Shit, she was trying to, to strangle a cat, somewhat. and he stopped her, Ryan and then she like basically her, was like, what, anyway. what happened, and she, he was all like, no, like, you're crazy. That's intense. He that she it might gets way more intense. Thankfully, she didn't. I'm moving she inside, sorry about the wind. I'm going to roll. Into the world in February 1988, the child named Robert Daniel Harris was healthy. And Ryan hoped that with the delivery, Elena's dark moods would subside. They didn't. Elena's erratic behavior only increased, as did her nightmares. It happened almost nightly, and it began to affect his work. He feared losing his job. Two years would pass. They had another child, a girl this time, Emily. On the afternoon of January 22, 1990, Within a year, Elena's behavior so frightened him that he began to contemplate taking the children to live with his mother until Elena got better. Things only went downhill from there. Elena developed two personalities, herself and another she called Elisa. Elena was the affectionate, kind, quirky woman he married, while Elisa was violent, angry, and cruel. Hold on one second. She didn't take the picture. And in that picture is this... She's been so hot, yeah. <laughs> oh, she, she has, like, different split personalities. And I was like, I wonder, because they stayed together and had more kids. If, if this, exactly, they didn't stop him from fucking her, like, he got her killed yeah. cat. And he was like, all right, I'm just going to include that in our foreplay. Ugh, that bastard! Exactly. Just like what you were saying. managed to convince him that it might be the best thing for Elena. 
as well as for the safety of their children. But I was they're not going to help her. They're not going to sanctify her. Treatment might actually help her. At the sanity hearing in May 1992, Elena completely submerged and Alyssa came out, showing her best side. She argued brilliantly in her own defense and succeeded in convincing the judge that Ryan had manufactured the entire story to be rid of her. She managed to discredit the testimony of several of the witnesses. She even suggested that her neighbor's testimony was false because the woman had been having an affair with Ryan. Eventually, the case was dismissed. Ryan was forced to accept the court's ruling. He sensed that something was going to happen. I think, it's, I think it's fucking like this ain't like court Robert systems are getting involved. This is like a very real like world case. It's not just like oh, and then although place. she did try to kill a cop. Now with the children no longer in the house, she totally had a demon. Oh, they're gonna see it. She became a raging, dangerous maniac. I don't want to give too many spoilers away. The neighbors became so antagonistic that Ryan decided to quit his job and move out of Portland. Elena went to stay at her mother's. Mrs. Sanchez had younger children of her own and could not care adequately for her mentally unwell older daughter. She asked Ryan if the two of them could stay at the small acreage that the Sanchez family owned, a cottage outside of town. Ryan agreed. Mexicans. It was a small place with not many people around. Ryan felt it adequate to live in a short period of time. He hoped that in this new environment... When I was listening to it, when Elena they said Sanchez, I was all like, it makes so much sense. Sadly, it did not. <laughs> it makes so much sense now. Once there, Ryan planted a small garden and tried to be oh my as God. sufficient as possible. Elena's condition worsened, but somehow the situation seemed Yep, going to into the forest, that's always good for demon possession. Elena insisted in the woods had followed them, and she One of the what? Cabin in the woods. ...that it had appeared to her while staying at the cottage. Ryan did not believe in the possibility of demons in possession. He understood that she was mentally unwell, and so any claims of demons appearing, he attributed to that. Further, Ryan had never once seen the demon or heard him. He only had her word that the creature existed. It wasn't until one night in October 1992 that his thoughts on the matter changed. It was a cool, moonlit evening. The only sound in the room was the gentle rustle of cloth as light breeze blew in through the window. Ryan was laying in bed, Elena beside him. He rolled over on his side, suddenly aware of a noise that had awakened him. It was then he heard a voice. My God. Thou foul demon, why dost thou torment me? Go and leave me in peace. It was Elena. She was sitting upright in bed, her eyes staring into the darkness at the foot of the bed. She was talking to something that he could not see. Feeling that she was having yet another nightmare, he reached out and began to shake her awake, telling her that nothing was there. He looked back down at the foot of the bed. His eyes were starting to become accustomed to the darkness, and that's when he saw it. There was something standing there. Ew. He admits that the sight of this figure standing there shocked him. There was a tiny bit of moonlight streaming into the room through the window, and as Ryan stared, he began to make out that this wasn't just some creeper that had broken into their home. It was something else. Ryan remembered whispering, oh my God, over and over, because standing there was a hideous creature. Ryan described that it had a thin, serpent-like mouth with white fangs. It was gray with reddish-colored hair flowing around the perimeter. <laughs> no way, man. Its eyes were like bright red orbs. <laughs> That's exactly what... Oh, God. 
It did not respond. Elena also didn't say anything. To Ryan, she appeared to be in an almost hypnotized state, unable to break eye contact with the entity. Shit just got real. Ryan's wife began to ramble off more biblical phrases. That's so what demons look like. <laughs> exactly. No, this is a very unsure of what to do. honest, Absolutely realistic take Ryan on what this whole experience of. is. He jumped out of bed and flipped on the light switch. And when he did this, the entity vanished, and his wife suddenly came out of a weird state. After the himself, Ryan was forced to reconsider his earlier stance with regards to spiritual matters. He felt that this was something that science could not understand. And there was a feeling of Exactly. It's something in. science cannot understand. Like exactly. Because we're so limited. Um, yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you think of it like, oh, science would have an answer for this. Up to then, it's quite literally a dimension that like we don't know where the in and outs are. And it's based on light. It's based on light. And I know that sounds so weird to say, but like darkness, you can see. Yeah, it is based on light and darkness. It's crazy. Yeah, they exist in darkness, but the light stops them. Ryan asked why she drew it, and she told him that she had drawn the demon, and it was Wait. Ryan insisted that he had seen the entity and that he believed her, that it was not him. It didn't matter. Elena had somehow convinced herself that the demon had inhabited him. She claimed that while drawing the picture of Ryan, the demon had stood in the room. He stood right in the middle of the floor and stared at me the whole time, she told him. Ryan noted Ew. that when she spoke, her face began to take on a sinister expression. Oh my god. You see, Ryan? The demon is you. That's why I have to kill you, dear. She claimed that the demon oh. right Ryan. She was convinced that the demon this is was what happens when you stick your dick in crazy. To save him. Ryan owned a 22 caliber rifle, which he kept you will have a gun, a loaded weapon pointed at you. Pointed it at him. She clicked off the safety. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, went into you. He's yeah, bitch. Click, click. I can free you. Don't worry, she told him. Ryan you will have an unhinged woman. She was fucking hot. Exactly. Exactly. A woman with a gun is so hot. And it's it's hard to put into words. Um, no, I have a story related to this too. My God. That the demon had entered him, but Ryan insisted that it was playing a trick on her. That if Ryan wasn't there, then the demon would have her all to himself. Elena then pointed the rifle, which was loaded, towards the ceiling and began firing. Ryan is certain that he flapping wings and got the sense that something Wings. large had been up on the roof. He heard it fly off. He didn't know what it was, but Elena seemed transfixed by it, and Ryan was able to push her to the ground and get the right... Oh, say, Michael! That was an angel. Was nearly hysterical. I, I... That was enough for him. I don't know. He grabbed if the gun she was shooting at an angel, or she was shooting at the she demon, the car, who was Ryan physically there, was but just invisible, as like a gargoyle, like, you know, like a... There's, like, trickery... He drove her to her mother's house. Well, the entire time, the demon could have just been on the roof. Or, like, that's the thing, like, if it was invisible, it was... They love the roof. They do love the roof, right? Like, they walk around rooms, they live... They're always just trotting around on the damn roof. It's absolutely the case. You're right. You're right. Big, leathery wings. Um, the whole... They look good. They do. They look real good. Like, they 
have a pretty badass style. It's like very like Howie, like you know, leather blazer. Um, very reptilian, very Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, I think it's pretty odd and grungy. Yep, it, uh, it's, it's Jeepers Creepers is surprisingly a lot of this too, where it's like. Oh yeah, because that demon, he loved to jump on the the top of the cars. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. It's like their domain. Like they're like, this is mine. <laughs> The, the idea of them flying is very, like, do you think they have to fly from point A to point B? Like, couldn't they just, like, like be there? Like, tell, like... And I guess that's a good point to kind of, like, uh, put that on pause. Um, but yeah, that's the story. That's the, the account. Very relatable. Exactly, man. Like, it really is. And that's the terrifying part of it, is that this is not... Every case is not unique. Every case that I've heard and even personally been involved with is kind of the same. And it's very yeah. much needs to be talked about. And I guess... Um, In fact, know. like, my whole account... Like, I've been telling my friends, like, my close friends, my, like, stories of, like, the shit that I've experienced with this demon for, like, you know, years. And they always say, like, you should, like, do a series about it because it does have, like... starts from, like, a very young age. And then it, like, unravels, you know what I mean? Like, as I learn more about the entity, or, like, when other people see it and experience it, and, like, I've seen people get possessed by it, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Fucking uh, crazy. The, hold on one second, let me...
now we're back on. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that the roof incident, like the demons on the roof, voices on the roof. Um, yeah, they're always dancing around on the damn roof. The women with the gun, women going into berserk rages. Um, yeah, like sexy women with guns. Um, absolutely. Stick your dick in it, for sure. Well, no, like that that's a case. In my own life, I have a story where... Um, but not, it's not just a story, it's a really important part of my life where I had a, um, a loaded pistol pointed at my head, um, you know, between my eyes Lord. from a woman that was convinced I was there to rob her because it was a very strange um, case of this... No way. Yes, this this idea of, like, split personality... Like, it's very strange that they mentioned that the demon would cause a split personality, where one personality would be convinced that the the man is evil, right? And yeah. that the demon would use It's very bipolar. Yes. It's, I don't know. Because, like, that's something I've been realizing. Because um, I do have second personality. Like, Violet, Violetta is, like, my second and um, whenever I met um, Hova, <laughs> at first I said Maddie, and I couldn't even, like, finish. That's why, I mean, I don't really care. I just talked to myself. But, like, um, Violetta, like, that's what I told him my name was, was Violet. Um, and he was like, oh, he, like, just sounded like he knew me forever. He's like, oh, Violetta. Like, so weird. Uh, uh, so, in that, in that kind of case... Do you think that's more close to your true name, like kind of that situation where you're more as a personality can like uh, this this pseudonym, this, this moniker, this uh, persona? Yeah, a lot of people uh, are. A lot of people aren't their original names. They are who they make themselves, or they are who they want to be. You know, like like share. I mean, I'm a lot of people, sure, yeah, is more share now than she is like whoever she was. You know? Yeah, or like you know, with like um, what was fucking. Norma Jean. Um, mm-hmm. So many people. Marilyn Monroe versus Norma Jean. You're right. Uh, Marilyn Prince. Monroe? She, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely right. But I always think about it because it does have this bipolarity to it. Um, whenever you do start experiencing um, any kind of demonic situation, mm-hmm. like it's very much. I think you are in a zone of like good and bad forces because there is some kind of battle going on there between that energy. You know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and people pick up on it, and they also get carried under the influence of, like, the negative energy, and they get violent, and, like, I guess delusional is a good way to put it. The, the violence angle is really important to me, too, because it's... Uh, I've always been fascinated with what can make and drive people to violence. And I'm yeah. very much convinced that there is a... Um, there's something exterior that pushes people circumstances, factors, uh, what have you. But a big reason is a lot of violence has no real reason to exist. You always hear about murders that happen randomly, like a guy yeah. just shoots his family. Or like, you know, yeah, like, and like, those are people's just... fucking lie. It's so crazy to think about, like, just random killings. Serial like... killers who are, like, normal people, but then, like, one night they kill somebody. And, then and they just, have this like... weird nighttime addiction to, yeah. like, blood. That's what I'm saying, like, the idea or that... Or they, like, night, hide it in their you, closets, you know? It's very uh, like disturbing. In, like, a box. Yeah, and, like, your fucking refrigerator, like, you know, yeah. Ziploc oh, yeah. bag, like, yeah, just exactly. chilling, like, and you just live your life with a fucking head in your freezer, like... 
occasionally and, and, they, and they're obsessed the thing is too like it's like they're obsessed with those trophies like they're no, like icons to them absolutely like they're, right their like, crime is like their obsession in their life no absolutely right and and i always have found myself unable to answer why exactly that happens and i think demons or demon possession or or demon factors demonic factors is an important part of it um with the situation that i, I mean, was involved in personally yeah. i think that the house was oppressed and that she personally was possessed by um a demon the that entity was, that was guard like, like this one the demon wanted her all to herself all to yeah. itself and that's kind of what happened with me and my demon. I mean, and I feel like I refer to my demon as, like, a fucking stalker or something. Um, I'd always be like, oh, my God, you haven't heard about my demon. <laughs> you know, like, it was, like, obsessed with me. It wanted to kill me. Um, and even my friends, whenever they were up around at my house, um, one of the their eyes would get dilated. And I've had times where I had a friend at, like, 3 a.m. speaking in tongues to, like, somebody that wasn't there on the couch. That's or, what like, happened in that story. Yeah, okay. That's happened to you, yeah. too? Yes. Um, and then also, like, one of my friends, her eyes got all dilated. She started tracing something on the ground and was just going on. She was, like, laughing and crying and saying, like, I don't know, Madison. I just really want to kill you. That's and crazy. That, it I freaked mean, her out. I'm sorry. I always um, use that's crazy as a saying, like, not like that's crazy. I mean, like, that's that's fucking crazy. <laughs> um, I'm offended as um, a mentally ill person. Could you please not use crazy around? That's no, exactly I, like, what I was apologizing for. I, was like, I, I do really not care. Say I, crazy. I say that's like, crazy. But I'm no, like, I'm not offended by crazy. <laughs> I, would, I would be the worst psychiatrist because, like, ever since someone tells that's me, like, crazy. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's wild. <laughs> like, um, like, Damn, man, that's messed up. <laughs> like, what happened there? Yeah. Um, and the craziest thing, so I guess from the very beginning, um, I think one of the things that also really stuck or stood out to me was um, the way that they described the gentleman who was like a non believer described the demon. Mm-hmm. Um, because whenever I saw the demon that um, I've been dealing with, it appeared to me once. Um, whenever I was playing hide and go seek, it was the first time I'd ever experienced like, well, seen it. Um, I think it had been messing like poltergeist activity in my bedroom was going on. But um, I remember like being in third grade and making little crosses out of like construction paper and like not going into my bedroom. Um, but I was playing hide-and-go-seek with my um, older brother and, like, his friends who, like, I thought were hot and cool. So I was like, I'm going to have the best spot. So I hid, I hid in, like, a cabinet, um, like a, a shelf cabinet, like one that's up high. And no one ever found me. And I was in the basement. Um, that's where we would play it. And the basement's kind of, like, half-finished and just kind of huge and weird. It's, like, where our bedrooms were. Um I finally was like, okay, it's been like 15 minutes. I yelled for them, nothing. Um, I got this really awful feeling and I like opened up the cabinet um, and right outside the cabinet was this like darker than dark, almost looked like he had a fro, but like also had a cloak on. He was wispy Um, and he had these red, like really like dark glowing red eyes Um, and they seemed to blend in with his fro hair. yeah, it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. And he kind of recoiled um, and then kind of came back as, like, I was opening the thing, saw him, and just ran. I darted upstairs, um, and I was, like, bawling. Um, and I ran into, a few months later, there was, like, this earthquake, and all the kids from the elementary school over had to come to my elementary school 
And the boy that used to live in my house, um, he was like this adopted kid named Xavier. He was like, have you seen the ghost yet in the hallway? We were like switching classes. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah, I have. And he was like the one with the fro and the red eyes. Um, what the fuck? Really? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Um, and plenty of others. Like, I mean, there have even been clairvoyance, um, like to my ex-boyfriend's little brother who would all always come over because my house was like it's out of city limits you don't get cell service um like you know just some backcountry montana shit like i remember the blair witch project scared the shit out of me because i was like that's where i live <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> yeah i was like oh no don't tell me the woods are evil i literally live like in that's, the national forest area that's hilarious though. that's just a good reaction that's where i live <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, fuck mom. Like, I remember bawling to my mom and just being like, it's real, it's real. And she was like, pulling up on the internet, like, no, it's fake. Like, but I was just like, no, but like, this kind of shit be real. No, I, how do you think I feel for like Texas Chainsaw Massacre every day? Everyone brings that up. I'm like, that's where I live. Oh my God, that's so funny. That's exactly Oh my God. Or like, think about, um, last year I was on a road trip through, um, I think I was going through like Nevada and, um, I watched The Hills Have Eyes uh, with, like, the person I was road tripping with. And it was just like, oh, God, that's where we are. <laughs> uh, I have a funny story with The Hills Have Eyes, the remake. Um, not the remake the, is so brutal. Not the best uh, make-out movie, date movie. Yeah, really gratuitous. movies, too. Let me just tell Great you. Great scene. That was, yes, that lasted about... <laughs> they, they really stretched out the rape scene in the remake. <laughs> it's weird because it's out of focus, and I'm like... I'm, I'm like, like, did they did they mess up? I want more highly gratuitous and graphic like the opposite. rape scenes in a movie. If you're going to go for it, just make it like a full-on two-hour uh, fucking, you know, rape like let's just yeah they did do it weird and out of focus but i mean it was i mean he even sucked on her titty like that was the thing we got some like yeah yeah (laughs) they shot a baby i was like it's it's not a move i'm sorry for spoilers but if you haven't seen the 2000 i want to say 2007 hills yeah 2006 2007 yeah do yourself a favor and watch it's people make a big fucking deal of it it's not like a serbian i mean my friends i went with my friends when i was in middle school and both of them were crying they were like crying and they wanted to leave yes that's the thing like but you know people like us people in 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 our um you know uh range or advanced level of fucked up uh movies Exactly. By that, yeah. Time, like I, I'm an effed up movie addict. Exactly, and and that was nothing. Nothing to me. faces me. I I don't have a. I'm not human, so I don't have a. <laughs> um, my reptilian brain not, doesn't. Not appear. capable, you know. Exactly, and so I'm not. He's like, I don't have a the sympathy or mercy element of my brain. So, uh, the the girl I was with is damn near vomiting. <laughs> damn near fucking just like exactly like oh my god, it's just like, like, like going through hell. You know, no big deal. And I'm just all like, yeah, this Walking is a apart. remake. John Carr, this is a remake. And yeah, the original was really good, too. <laughs> like The original, I do trivia. prefer the original Hills Have Eyes. It's I a do. movie. Everyone knows it's special effects. That's to say, like, I, I was actually kind of a coward. The only thing that, like, disturbed me was learn. Cannibal Holocaust. Because in Cannibal Holocaust, they actually harmed animals. No movie's real. Exactly. I, there's real violence in the world. Like, you know, there's real carnage and, like, video. You can watch a man get his head, like, sawn off with Yeah, if you want to see that shit. Out. Like, did you know that there's, like, real-life horror movies happening all the time? Even, like, Final Destination type shit. Like, exactly. People don't 
and freak accidents. People murder people. Like, exactly. there's all kind totally. of like dark, twisted shit happening around us right now. Exactly. Like, I know people are probably more intense than movies. There's probably somebody locked up in like a fucking like sex dungeon right now. Like, exactly. Awful shit. That's what I've, uh, by that time I was already in a true crime. That's what I'm saying. Like, you start getting into it, and like, as far as movies goes, it's not even that brutal. Like Serbian film. Um, yeah, Serbian film. Oh my god, like, like that. that. It was like a weird. No, dude, that fuck. Like the ending really just made me go like, oh man, he just destroyed. Can't I can't uh, spoil it, that one. That's just not even fun to say. What's under the tarp? Oh, it's his son. Uh... Okay, yeah, yeah. He just like <laughs> like, like oh, brutally. Okay. He just destroyed <laughs> his son's hole. He, yeah, uh, exactly. You just sit there and you're like. You're like, I'm already he just, going to hell, so fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck it. Um, oh my god, also... You're like, damn it, that was it. Now I'm going. Now I'm going to hell. <laughs> you're like, oh. Autopsy's a really good one for that reason, too. Autopsy, like, so I'm, yeah, it's good. I'm going to hell. Um, have you ever seen... Um, oh, there's so many fucked up good ones. Um, Bio Omega. That's a good one. No. Omega, Beyond Omega. Um, Bio Omega. I'll have to write that down. It's, a, it's a Italian film where a, a man is basically Italian, and he uh, but he gets away with it for most of the movie, and he like sleeps with the dead corpses. And at the at some point, you're like, like you're kind of like exactly. You're watching it going like, is 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 this just like a thing like that happens? <laughs> like is this like a real like life thing? Like are people really fucking corpses? Like. Yeah, and you know what? Like, necrophiles exist, and that's just a crazy thing to think about, is that, like, what is their day-to-day, like, what's the day-to-day of a necrophile? Like, I would love to, and, you know, there's that interview with that cannibal guy who, like, was the French, he, like, was a professor or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, and he ate one of his students. Oh, yeah, yeah. And people, like, love to hear what he has to say. Oh, well, like, the the Muse case, and I know this isn't about zero killers and the cases, but I guess you can be part of the Samhain series, why not? Um, It's all the magic that happens during the creative flow. Um, No, there was a guy, Edwin, or or the Muse German cannibal guy who... uh, Put, he asked for someone to volunteer to be eaten. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And said, yeah, eat me. And, and then, that's okay. And then you read about what happened, and you're like, they cut off his penis and cooked it first and then shared it? And you're like, that's fucking... Like, why is that worse than just eating a guy? Like, they ended it all yeah. creepy and queer, and it's like, it, it doesn't make any it's sense. Like, why it was it's so obviously worse. some kind of fetish. Like, exactly. you just don't get it's it. Like, 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 oh, ah, and first of all, like, <laughs> you lost me at, like, they're eating each other, you know, like, but they have an agreement, and, like, just let them be, like... And, and by and by, like, all, all full discretion, I read Rotten.com in the... It yeah. Was, that was, like, the first Same. website I really loved. Exactly. And I was in, like, middle school. I remember Rotten and E-Fucked and... Exactly. No like, best I did, score. I did not have a chance. Um, and it's it's... Exactly, my life path and everything to go down the. But yeah, that's why I say like it's, it's all because of the the hardening, and that's why I think it's uh, an attraction to these demonic activities. Because I mean, these movies are about demons, you know. I think this whole world is at that point because you're right. Like, what point? Why is this even possible? Or why is this something that exists? And it's, it's because evil. <laughs> of, and it's 
happening. Yeah, like, um... There's evil in the world, and that's why, like, I do believe in some kind of weird evil New World Order, uh, or at least, like, some kind of... There's some kind of juju, like, dark energy that's, like, feeding into... And there's lots of money involved, you know? Um, Money is the root of all evil, remember? Exactly, exactly. and... That's one thing in the um, the Gospels was, like, when Jesus um, was, like, you know, whose face is etched on that coin. And you um, like Caesar, and you give back to Caesar. Render on to Caesar. Yep. Yeah. Th- no, exactly. Yeah. And, and Jesus uh, exercised demons himself. Jesus existed in a world that where demons were believed in and understood, and he exercised them um, very publicly. And he was known as an exorcist. They even accused him of being... Uh, in league with Beelzebub, because they that that was the only way they thought demons could be exercised is with stronger demons. The yeah. world that Jesus lived in was very much like the world of our own, where there was real evil and there is a real it, people don't include that, and so they have a very one sided view of Jesus where he wasn't like. People like, are just like in denial of evil. He um, personally and challenged, or Satan, Satan personally challenged Jesus. There was a that whole part where you know Jesus is being tempted in the wilderness by Satan himself, Satan incarnate. Um, and and uh, there is a dialogue. There is there is a conversation for his soul. Like there, I think is a conversation. I mean, for it's all many just like things. in um, the witch. Like, wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that well, the demon conversation is important because that's it's not a one-off possession. I think it's a a conversation, a dialogue that one person can get themselves in with supernatural forces that are vampiric, are negative, are obsessive, and they get their energies from um, cruelty or pain. Or well, and suffering of people suffering. like they, yeah. they, the demons want to communicate and make deals with the people that are less fortunate or the people that like are like vulnerable, you know, um, and the people that don't believe, but they're like, my life sucks, man. Like, you know, it's, yeah. It's like, this ironic thing where they're like recruiting people to kind of make the world a worse place. But they gotta yeah, recruit for the money, worst people for to do money. It. Yeah, they gotta recru- recruit the worst people to do it, and yeah, um, it's it's. I mean, that's how they found Jeffrey Epstein. I yes. mean, he was just like a total fall guy, but he was like dumb enough and like you know, yes, tempted like, enough. We want you to rape kids, and he's all like, "Why?" And like, "We'll give you he's, money," and he's all like, "Okay," and you're like, eh. "I'm gonna have a fabulous lifestyle." Yeah. Um, you're like, "That's terrible." And you're like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. These demon, like they, like demon. Go in the ahead, story, like eat the baby, like. Yeah, the demon in the story wanted that woman to kill, and she had tried to kill a cat, an innocent cat, and then she tried to kill her loving, loving husband. Uh, I just cannot with the cat killing. God, that's my least favorite. <laughs> no, exactly. People think, why do people kill cats? Demons. And cats literally look like like cats also carry like a different energy and like you know people used to fucking worship cats, so there has to be something just like so wrong with you for you to see this precious little angel with whiskers like a little kitten yeah. and feel inclined to harm it whatsoever. 
I'm, like, I'm surprised he didn't go upside You're possessed head. by a fucking demon. Like, oh. there's something so wrong with you. Exactly. I'm surprised that that relationship lasted after the cat strangling incident. Yeah, if I ever see... Like, that's <laughs> the least attractive thing. That is, like, such a deal-breaker. It's, like, um, exactly. abusing animals. Like, let alone if you can't story. even, like, greet an animal. Like, that's there's something wrong with you if you, like, don't get along. Like, I don't know. Sometimes the people I know that are, like, the most evil are also the people that, like, either attract dead animals or, like, um, you know, are like, very autistic with animals, as in, like, you know, throw them around and act like they're objects. I don't even... It, it is a absolute separate breed of asshole who is very mean to animals for no personal gain besides the sadistic effect of that. I think it's a very special breed of asshole, and it usually, I think in my research, is more akin to personal cowardice, and, like, because there's a saying, cowardice produces cruelty where people who are cowards are cruel because they hate themselves. Yeah. Like, say, like, they, like um, from the people Like, they're I miserable. See, they're fucking yeah. miserable, so they want to be in control of other people yes. to make them as miserable as they are. Anyone so I've that, seen like, that they, is So that their miserable, like, fucking soul is normal. Yep. Anyone I've ever met or seen that's actually mean, like, outwardly, like, like just kicks dogs and shit, or, like, it wants to, like, torture animals. Like, not just hunting. I'm not saying hunting, but, like, you know, someone who would throw a rock at a dog for no reason, that person yeah. hates themselves. Like, that person got beat up, and they weren't and, able to defend Yeah, like, look out like, for that person, because somebody that's full of hate for themselves is, like, full of hate for the world, and yeah. God fucking knows yep. what they're capable of. Like, somebody that hates themselves, oof. Well, that's the whole demon possession, because, okay, so you get someone, like, in this case, um where they're already miserable, the demon starts possessing them through the internet or through this, the evil vibes that they're giving off, like their own thoughts. And you know, I was terrified of the internet before I um, went to the psych ward um, and destroyed my phone. Like, I was that terrified of, like, technology because I did, like, I definitely was like, there's demons in it! <laughs> it's a very scary phenomenon. No, yeah, absolutely, there is. I think I posted many things about that where it's this people have even come to the conclusion that it's so easy, like... Okay, so demons were banished from communicating with people um, verbally or, or physically. So they create this thing called the Internet, which isn't physical, but it's it's just as good as being physical because you can read it, they can communicate to you. Yeah, they, they can, can see exactly what you're doing. They can see what you're doing, exactly. They can see without... Seeing. I mean, they're even trying to research how to advertise to us, like, in our sleep. In our sleep, You know, like, they're exactly. paying, like top psychologists to like figure out what kind of stuff to place through your feed yep to just like, like get nightmares you... yeah and that's what people don't realize is that they're able to hack your dreams they're not trying to give you good like they're like like that lady the demons tell you shit in your dreams make you have nightmares make you convinced of realities that don't exist make yeah. you um, um like they and make you, you in and fear fear is like the ultimate like you know tool for them yes Yes, and they so, want to make you. They want to. They want to produce as much fear in the world as. Possible. And I think somebody that's going through a religious experience is already afraid, and so it, it becomes like a self battle when it's like, you know, people are saying you're crazy, um, and you're going through something that like they just can't even see, you know. Yep, ab absolutely. And I think it's interesting when you talk about the types of demons, like um, the the thing that you saw. Would you say that's like a shadow man? 
or, or I have no idea what kind of demon he is, and that's why, like, I've always been really interested in this kind of stuff. Um, but I know that. So there was another. There was a presence there. It was a black dog. He wasn't a black dog, but I had one up there near the execution tree or the hanging tree. But um, him, I, I don't know. Him. Like, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Um, I have no idea. But I know that there's some kind of portal there. Um, I remember, like, I always have sleep paralysis. Um, and there was always like a Chinese lady in the sleep process, which made sense because I was right by the Chinese mines. Um, you could just like walk behind my house and like find artifacts, you know, from where they were mining. Um, now, so I don't, I don't really know were, were what, there any disasters, were there any, um, like, um, I guess you call it like they just die there naturally and they would be stuck in that location, right? Like I think that's what the Chinese really believe is that if you yeah, you well, and have to live where you die. The Chinese lady never scared me. Like she was there. You know what she's I mean? Just there. Yeah, it's like, like I think she's just there. She was just chilling, but um, that demon he hated me. I you're like yeah, well, yeah I lived here a long time ago. I don't know what happened on my property, but I do know there's all kinds of strange activity in the mountains that, like, I grew up in. Um, like, the neighbors, we'd always discuss there's, like, this cult that would meet up, but, like, you know, and they'd wear cult, like, you know, cloaks and everything. Who knows? They could have been Satanists. Um, that would meet up on one of the mountains over from my mountain. And actually, the time I got possessed, um, <laughs> which is a funny story. Anyways, it ended with me walking up that mountain, um, and I had no control of my actions. Well, that's an interesting story, and I would love to hear it. Yeah. Um, do we have time? <laughs> we, yes. Okay, cool. Very so there was a time. This is the same couch. So this is shortly after um, I woke up in the middle of the night. Like, my house was, like, this huge log cabin with, like, a 17-foot window that overlooked um, Sky High Mountain. And, like, it was just beautiful. Um, so huge, beautiful window with, like, two stories up top and then the basement. Um, and the very top level kind of was, like, cut into so you could overlook into the first level. And that's where the couch was. Um, so, anyway, one night I woke up at, like, 2.30 or, like, 3. I'm not really sure what time it was. But it was, like, a full moon. And I just remember waking up, being fully awake, and just being, like, I'm going to go sit downstairs on the couch and just, like, stare at the wilderness, stare at the moon or whatever, because it was just a perfect clear night. So I sat there, and all of a sudden, um, I just look over at my basement, and everything's telling me to go down into the basement and explore the basement. So I just did that. I went downstairs into the basement and went into every single room, and it was like I was in a trance. Um, it, felt, it felt like a dream, but, like, I remember it. Um, anyway... I went into every corner of every room, and I don't know what I did in the corners. Um, I know that I would stand there for a while. Um, and I went through every single room, even the closets of the rooms, and I ended up in the red room, which is just like this blood red room in the basement for some reason. Um, and then I heard somebody come downstairs, like, you know, the creaky basement stairs, at the same, like, cadence so I had a weird cadence going on, and they did, they came down the same way I did, and then they also, I heard their footsteps go through the basement and do the exact same thing, but luckily I had shut the door behind me in the red room because it stopped at the red room door and started scratching, um, and then I heard it walk back to the area that was closest to me, actually, like, there was a closet in the other room, and then it started scratching right by my head, 
Um, and I just sat there all night um, until the morning, and my family came down looking for me for school, and I was just like, I'm not going to school today. No, I was probably in like high school. I think I was like 15. Um, and I was just like, no, I'm not going to school today. And then I immediately just started hiking. Um, and it just had an all around weird fucking day. <laughs> Do you think that you might have been a vessel? Um, like it wasn't so much a possession, a hostile one, but like, you know, I, I think maybe just wanted to like see the sights, wanted to like, you know, take a little walk and it, yeah, something happened like that, because um, I didn't do, like, my friend who's been possessed before was, like, you know, saying violent things, or, like, I've been attacked by my ex-boyfriend. He kind of did the same thing, actually. He, like, he attacked me, um, which he was literally, like, the most peaceful hippie guy ever, um, attacked me, and then went on a walk at, like, two in the morning. He, like, woke me up, um, just being really aggressive and violent, and then um, I, like, started screaming at him, and he just left, and he kind of, like, was in the same behavior where he was just like off hiking didn't come back until like 3 p.m the next day and like didn't recall any of it um the the amnesia with walking is weird that happens to a lot of people and it's a whole phenomenon where people will walk and then walk for hours but not feel like it or like not remember it and be like oh i was only gone for like 10 minutes 15 minutes yeah i'll be like dude you were gone for like five hours yeah, like that would happen a lot thing. there. Yeah, that's a phenomenon that's that's very strange. Uh, this type of hypnosis, this type of, like, autopilot. People can yeah. make road trips and not remember the drive. God, so wild. Um, it, it is very I wild. I have no idea how that happens. Or, yeah, you hear about the people, especially people that get abducted. Yep, yep. No, they'll be like, I don't know how I got to Louisiana. And you're like, yeah. what? Yep, I'm here, though. <laughs> you're like, I, I don't... It's, it's... Do you think maybe... Okay, so while you thought you were walking, maybe you were, or maybe even him, one, like, yes, it appears that we're just walking. It appears and feels like we're walking, but really something is going on. That's like a well, simulation. Because the like thing is, is thing. that, like, it was complete blank going on for me, besides just, like, being aware that I'm pacing and, like, stopping in corners. That's all, it was like I was an idol, like a sim, an yes. idol. Like, that's what I'm saying, like, to us, it's just, like, a loading screen. But, yeah, it felt like something was being, yeah, and, I don't know, it kind of, like, helped feed me realize that there's something demonic at play, like, at my house. Um, and then, literally, even clairvoyants um, have, like, met people and, like, said, there's a demon with red eyes at this house that you've been to, and describe exactly where I live. There, um, to... I guess the, the, the one story I want to share about the house I grew up in and a demon story, I said there's a lot of similarities between um, um, the, our stories, but they're very different now that I'm like kind of really thinking about it. Uh, yeah. Mine happened when I was a very young child. We have a one-story house that kind of set the scene. Um, the fam The people who share the house, it's quite packed with people. There is about two families currently living in this time under the same roof. Um, a lot of a lot of people, right? So it's not like one person in a mansion alone heard a bump in the night. No, it's like, you know, two... The whole family experience. Yeah, two separate couples, their children, their, like, the, 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 the mother of both the uh, brothers that shared the house and everything at this time. Um, a lot of dogs, a lot of animals, etc., 
there was a phenomenon that happened, and remember, I'm very young at this point, so I'm not actively able to remember a lot of it besides the commotion and besides um, a lot of, like, the fact that it happened at night, which was very unusual instead of... And, um, uh, but the story has been told many times since then. So it's not, like, even my story. It's just, like, the family story that happened in the house um, during my childhood, where over a series of nights they my my mother and my father heard uh footsteps on the roof oh god as if though someone was walking oh, and pacing the roof at night always that it's always that no, it, yeah and then um over over successive nights of hearing the pacing and walking on the roof um, they decided to, you know, take action, like, try to chase and, and find out whoever was doing it, right? They were convinced it was a person because it was so real and so heavy and so, like, def- obvious, you know, so obvious and, and noticeable. The, uh, result was, and this is not a mansion, this is not, like, an estate with acres and, like, you know, like, balconies and stuff. This is a one-story ranch home and you yeah. know, a, a yard a in the middle of a neighborhood, a yeah, a working class neighborhood, a half acre, um, surrounded by other houses, right? Like we have hundreds of neighbors in like a square mile. Um, so it's not like near a tree line. It's not in the middle of nowhere. We're not in the woods. We're not like you know. It's we're like in a suburb. Yeah, we're in a neighborhood part of the city of like three hundred thousand people, and we're in like kind of the like a middle of it basically. Um, and so what, what this is, it's even weirder because when they ran out to find what it was, there was nothing there. It was either invisible or, and there was some commotion through the alley, etc. but there was no way anything could physically hide nor escape and, the, the Ugh, fact that it was able dead. to get up there, and there was no ladder, there was no way for it to have gotten down. Like the fact that it left no trace, but ever, but like six different people heard it. My friend had a similar story to yours, where like they had bats like in their walls, and like um, they finally it got so bad, you know, they could hear them scratching in the walls, and they finally like got somebody to come look at it and they couldn't find any evidence of bats having lived in the hall- walls. That's crazy. I mean, I, I yeah. mean that's wild. No, no, there's these phantom sounds and like, I thought maybe it was the, I've been thinking about maybe the the house is built on like an Indian burial ground, but it, yeah. upon hearing um, the situation, like I said, with the ghost possession of children and families and because a lot of, uh, um, you know, you can call it negativity or, or whatever would happen throughout the years following, but I, a lot of it makes me question how much of it was demonic possession or oppression. Maybe demons have like properties, or like this house is built over like a hell portal. Very yeah, exactly. Possible. Well, just like in the like the Evil might... Horror, where it's like get out. Yeah, you know, like it, it, it's it's very strange. Um, the the physical it's effects so too are more. Demon. Yeah, the the demonic. And it seems like there's disputes between angels and demons over areas. Exactly, it, it it seems to be like there is this game or fight going on or a battle for for people's souls, 
and for that, what that really means, like no one really gets it. Like, what's a soul? What's a what? What's a battle for a soul? What do so you get? Like one soul? It means if your life is happy or, or sad. It means if your experience is positive or negative. It means yeah. if you cause uh, good feelings in others or suffering. And what they mean with your soul is, yeah, like. Um, over time, your real experience of being alive can be positive or negative. Like, and there's no debate. Like, you can be very miserable, have very little success, you know, like, ruin and fuck up your life through jail time or, you know, um, bad karma, et cetera, et cetera. That's selling, that's losing your soul. That's getting the, you know, that's having the demon basically consume you. Have you ever seen, um, or, like, are you aware, you know, the West Memphis Three? Um, yes. With, like, you know, Damien Eccles yep, being, they... like, on death fucking row for a crime he didn't commit, um, and they, like, literally just, like, you know, um, what's the word, testified him or whatever, they, um, like, were, they put it all the way there with no fucking evidence. Oh. Like and they put man on death fucking row. Like that, that's a different a case. Hit, like he was cursed, honey. He yeah, was. So say, that, that was a weird case, and I know it sounds um, kind of strange, but it's very suspicious to me that all these high level Satanists, like musicians, uh, got him free. And you know, I, I think it's very. It's magic. Um, no, I but, think that yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of. Uh, I mean, Metallica, it's the only time Metallica, like, allowed their music to be used, like, in its, you know, film was on Paradise mm-hmm. Lost. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah the, the connection with celebrities and all that, like, um... But, I mean, Young Senpaku even, um, like, or no, 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 sorry, he had a tragic end. Like, even, you could see just looking at him that he was just so, like, cursed, like, unfortunate, like, yep. with that, you know, even his eyes told you that, like, some kind of curse happened to him. I think his stepfather was actually the one who. It was the stepfather. Yep, I watched the I watched Paradise. Uh, in I watched my the mind. documentary. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god! Remember it in the second one when you started to think it was the other stepfather, the really eccentric one. Yep. No, I think yep. it's 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 the one that uh, handed the knife. But then the he knife. starts to think it's the other stepfather too. Yeah, it's the one who handed the knife in. Then it yeah, had yep. blood on it, and they didn't. He even looked test it. so guilty too. Yep. Exactly. It's just so obvious. It's so obvious he did it. The fucking but that's freak. weird too, because that's like what we're saying about the demon possession. He could have cursed. He could have cursed the you know the West Memphis Three. Found like you know the most likely three people, and who knows what kind of shit he could have tried to well, do. That's like, exactly he, what we're saying is that history gets impacted by one person being possessed by a demon. The stepfather who cut those little boys' dicks off was obviously yeah. possessed by a demon, and he got yeah, away with it because of the yeah, demon. Like, and he knew that everybody would believe that, like, it was these three kids rather than him because he's, like, a religious dad. Exactly. And that people don't realize it's not how you dress and it's not the music you listen to. The demon possession to people is a real-life thing, and it happens to people you wouldn't even think. Like I said, like, a little old lady would, like, be a cat killer. Like, she's, like, serial yeah, killer for cats know. around town, poisons them and shit. And you're like, why? And you're like, because she's possessed and she's trying to cause fear and misery. And their ultimate goal, these demonic forces, is to get people to attack and hurt each other and not make them wear all black, not make them listen to uh, Metallica, not make them listen to 
you know, ball hoss. They, yeah, want, and like, they want people to physically kill and hurt each other. That's what I say. Like, this is the real life. Like, you saw, you heard the, the demon encounter in Beyond Creepy that the woman was going to murder her husband. They want, I think, to physically kill off people by making them kill themselves, kill others. It's, it, other, and it, that's why I said, like, I've always been very fascinated with violence. What makes people serial killers? What what makes them um, thrill killers, couple killers, uh, you know, child killers, etc.? What makes them focus on the things that they become violent to do? And you're right, it's not like they're badasses. It's not like they're, they're like, tough people. It's, they're, like, um... They're oh. pathetic. They're possessed. I say there's no other word besides possession. When you say, like, when you kill, like, little children and cut their wieners off, that's fucked up and weird. Like, that's not a normal human instinct, like, to have at all. Like, that's not anything anyone would think about. But now that you did it because the devil, these demons made you do it, the world is a worse place for it. The world is is much more... There's been bloodshed because of, like, the demons that drove you to do something, like, that you allowed in. Like, that's the thing, I think, ultimately, is, like, when you allow fear in your heart and you, like, become afraid of the demon, it just becomes a vicious cycle. Yes, yes, it's the fearing. It's. I think that the reason why um, demons win are people win. You know, who, des- who decides that fight is... Um, it comes down to, like I said, cowardice creates cruelty. If you have courage, if you have God, if you have the good, like I said, add another O, if you have the good uh, light and you have your, if you're on the good side and you fight back and you start, you know, believing in higher powers or yourself, um, you, you know, you will see that demons can be defeated. But people who don't, people who are afraid of them, people who... Um, who deny their demons' existence? Yes, who deny they they're even real? They're the ones who, um, you know, they don't have power over their lives in the end of it. Like you said, like in the end of it, they might they might be lying to themselves and everyone around them. But then you start getting your like, you know, it's like the BTK killer and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he lived his whole oh, life as, like, a family man, and he went to, like, church. He was the BTK killer. Well, see, and that's another thing that was in, like, um, the Gospels was, like, you know, the man that prays out in public, and then, you know, the people that pray in their closets. You know, and it's, like, yep. you, you, a lot of that stuff has to do with image, and so, like... All those you Catholic can't... priests who, like, molest kids and shit? That's what I'm saying. Like, you can be a Catholic priest and be evil and demon-possessed. It's because you fear demons. You, you, f- and you like, give put, them like, the power. Exactly. You give these evil entities power because you're not. You don't truly believe in God. You don't truly believe in the goodness of the human soul. Yeah, uh, exactly. If, um, and if you think of, about hell, like there's also a saying where you, you know uh, what you even, think about the most becomes yeah. most real to you. Like you basically create the world with your thoughts. Like you create the world around. So if you think about hell, if you think about. Um, demons and the power of uh, Satan a lot, that's the world you create for yourself. That, yeah. That's literally like your imaginary friend that you make real. And I think that's why demons always try to show themselves to like children 
who can grow their whole lives fearing them and, like, you know, giving them the energy. You rarely hear about a demon showing themselves to, like, an old person. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because an old person doesn't... You know, people are less likely to trust each other on visions or on that kind of thing, like, the older they get because of that whole stigma. And and plus, you got, yeah, you got your old, uh... Your old well, stubbornness, like some guy. I was an Iwo Jima, you pussy. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody in their right mind would talk about it. No, people, um, people only even learn about this kind of stuff um, by, like, testimonies. You know, like we just heard. Like, only if people share do we even start getting any information about this. So it's, I, I highly encourage anyone who's had an experience listening to this right now in any capacity to, to really share and, and tell your story. It's the only way we're going to learn. It's the only way we're going to, um, you know, get any kind of information on these invisible enemies of mankind. I also think the description was pretty interesting. I kind of want to talk about that, like, as the last thing we talk about in this last uh, 15 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. The description was pretty gnarly. It looked sounded to me like a reptilian until it got to the red hair. And, like you said, the afro, that's very indicative. But the whole appearance, the snake mouth, the sharp fangs, the wings, the the whole appearance, that's very reptilian. So it makes me think that maybe the uh, demons have a reptilian connection. I think they do. Um, That's actually something, whenever I think about the demon that I've encountered, I constantly think about how he he came out of the mountain. Um, You know what I mean? And, like, he must be some kind of reptile that lives underground. Like, something like that. He he seemed so otherworldly. And it would make sense if, like, he was some kind of creature that came from, you know, some kind of portal like in the mountain um it just doesn't seem too far to me do you have any uh personal accounts with anything that sounded overtly reptilian or anyone that you might think might be a cultist or uh, i mean my own like what i remember seeing of it it was wispy almost like claws of it it's middle like it's claws kind of came out Mm -hmm. um and that's what i saw like what i saw because i was a kid but i just remember it being wispy as in like you know, long cause. These scratches are very interesting. Um, the scratch phenomenon is very interesting. In fact, the touching phenomenon is also very interesting. In my house currently, um, I just remember this. It's weird that I just remember this. The uh, touching of thing, the scratching thing happens all the time. And especially in the last five to six years, when uh, my latest relationship was very strong, it happened all the time. And I think that she was, uh, she had a demon basically following her, and that oh. jealousy would make it lash out and scratch. And um, because I'm saying that we would be uh, just hanging out, and I'd get these three scratches across my chest, three scratches on my legs, three scratches three. on my arms, um, yep. in that three fingered pattern. And I was mm-hmm. thinking. You know, not at the time, but watching Ghost Adventures later on and then doing my research later on about the subject, which is still very new to me, that that has to have some kind of connection with, like, a real but multidimensional being. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's like, you know, 
we called them demons, but now we can call them reptilians. And that yeah. the reptilians are um, maybe choosing females specifically to kind of like um, to show themselves, like, like mate with, but like for life, like in like you know, like to guard, like like to kind of uh, claim. Yeah, you know, I haven't even thought of that, but it it feels like something. It's always a woman. It's. Hardly ever, like, a man that the demon follows. No, I would um, say that the two encounters I've had, uh, one was um, the woman in New Orleans that I had I had lived with and met, and her demon, I think, had even convinced her to kill her ex-husband, and she had a very split personality where the viciousness, the violence, would allow, like, rages, blackout, or, like, red-out rages and shit like that. Like, it was very strange, and there was a lot of stuff in, like, the attic, like, physically the attic um, above the above the house, the roof. Um, whenever she was in the upper floors, her personality would go into a more um, violent. Well, she was sensitive, man. There, there, there's a there, but, but it's a woman. It, but there was the woman element of it. Like I wasn't the one being possessed or seeing things. Uh, in fact, um, the second one too. The the woman I had in my relationship um, was from Oaxaca, Mexico, and had a lot of history with the supernatural in their society and culture, including um, being almost taken as a baby, according to her mother, by uh, evil spirits, like, physically abducted. Like, that's a very weird story that she goes into, where, um, you know, from from her infancy, that supernatural elements have been following her and interacting with, like, her and stuff. Like, she's always had... uh, She's the only real person I've met with an imaginary friend. Like, really? You hear, you hear that, like, as a thing, like, but she actually did have an imaginary friend. I've never met anyone in my life to actually be like, yeah, I had an imaginary friend. I talked to them and everything. I know what they look like. I remember who they were. I, like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I, I like, uh, she was a very interesting uh, young woman. And um, the scratches and everything like that. We um, did have an imaginary friend as a little kid. Um, but I always said it was God. Then I was always like, yeah, God sleeps with me <laughs> to my parents. I bet they thought it was so funny because I'd be like, I sleep with God. Oh my God. That, that's crazy. So you had an imaginary friend that you refer to as God? Yeah. Um, and like I slept with, like he always was there with me at night. Um, and I always would tell my parents that. And like now looking back, I'm like, that's so fucking weird. Or like just like fucking stupid. Like I'd be like, okay, kiddo. Cause like, um, that's just a stupid thing a kid would say. Well, is it or is it something that um, someone who isn't obsessed with uh, their image or the way people think about them would would talk about the truth? Yeah, I think I mean, that what children say and what we say I, as children is the presence of that house too. Yeah, is very honest, and I think that um, it's important to realize that in society we tell children like we tell mental patients or mental uh, people in mental asylums that what they think and say and feel is wrong yeah. without even listening to what they're saying. We just think that we know better than them and that the entire society that we live in is... But your entire perception is different as a child, you know? Yeah. We gaslight ourselves. We we live in a gaslit society. We internalize it, and then we start gaslighting each other. 
it's it's pretty weird. Everyone I've ever met that's kind of like a sheep, quote unquote, thinks they know everything, and thinks that they're always right. And you're like, that's when you know you're a sheep because you think the direction you're going and how everything is done, like you already know. It's not no that. Yeah, it's not that sheep live in like ignorance. They they live in this fake belief that they know for a fact demons don't exist. They know for a fact ghosts don't exist. They know for a fact that reptilians aren't real. You know, and they know for a fact that God's not real, et cetera, et cetera. Um, It's all this, yeah, it's all this bullshit that they believe that they tell people who believe in it or know it's real that we're the crazy ones, that we're the ones that are, that are psychotic, that are delusional, that are hallucinating, that are schizophrenic and schizoid and um, have well, multiple personalities. That we're talking, even the schizophrenic people, like, they've made so much sense to me. Um, and it seems really racist, too, the way, like, it worked. I mean, I was in New York, but, like, it was just, I was the only, like, you know, young white girl. And, like, it seems almost also, like, you know, how we mistreat, like, black people. You know, um, you know, darker skinned people usually get treated differently medically, and I think it also is like very rampant in our like mental health institution. It's like there was this one older like dark skinned lady that like had been there for like years, and she was asking for her prayers, and like I have some prayers written down, and I was thinking like, well, I'd be demanding my prayers too. Like they like treated her like she was such a nuisance. There, there is a lot of that where you're like. Um that nothing, there's no amount of respect at all given to any of the patients in a hospital. Yeah. Like that, that is absolutely um, a dehumanizing element of it. Because they want to make you just a number. You're just a patient. You know, you're just a, you're just a case study. You out. Um, and like, they hold on to people that act out more even though like, of course they're acting out. They're there against their will. Yes. Like, you know, like, I didn't want to go. <laughs> Who would want to go? <laughs> and I mean, like, besides people that actually, I guess I'm not capable. I um, roll with my delirium, whereas, like, some people actually can recognize in themselves that they need, like, mental help. Um, it's the Chinese I, finger trap system where if you try to pull away, it, it's tighter. And so, like, exactly, if you try to break out of prison, you get a bigger prison sentence. But if you get good behavior, they let you out early. Yeah, and I like I just put on my best behavior after I understood how that worked. Yeah, <laughs> like, Chinese I thought finger I was... trap. No, Chinese finger hey. trap. You'll be stuck there unless you go with it, and then you get. And I also have the benefit. Um, you know, I went to college and everything. And one of the college cases I remember reading about was a psychiatrist who purposefully put himself inside a mental hospital without telling them that he was a psychologist, and everyone oh. thought he was crazy. When he brought up the fact that he was a psychologist, <laughs> like he, he, he purposely, and then was all like, "You know, I know what you're talking about, right? I'm a psychologist. I went to college." And he was, they were like, "You're crazy. Sure, you're sure lying." You're yeah, and he, he was like, "I went to Harvard. I went there for like for eight years and got my doctorate." And they were like, "That's ins- you're, you're, you're insane." And you're like, "Unless you belong to a society that respects you." The truth doesn't matter. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of the people, I don't know, they just, they had some really interesting stories that, like, you know, I wanted 
I, I just feel like their experiences are what their stories are a lot about. And, um, you know, a lot of these people are just, like, processing their lives. They're not, like, crazy, you know? Exactly. That it, Just because they, they make you wear a gown and you're in a system where they don't respect you doesn't mean that your life isn't res- worth respecting and that you aren't literally a manifestation of the almighty creator and that your life really does matter you do have a soul you're here because god wants you to be here to fulfill a purpose and it's all like i said they don't they don't want you to think in terms like that they want you to think of terms of illness and and like uh deep like i say like you're you don't even you're not even a valid person for having different opinions or like for feeling a certain way oh my god (laughs) whenever um we were talking about occupations and i like talked about what i do um as far as like internet like camming um literally um this fucking lady like stood up and like cursed me and like showed me this gorgeous picture of um jesus like she just like carried around this beautiful picture of jesus like printed it out all buttery but anyway she was like holding that up and like just saying like like you're going to hell like that's like an awful job blah 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 and i was just kind of like uh-huh like i just don't think i don't believe in like uh that kind of a jesus or god figure <laughs> like that's like gonna judge me like that there's a lot to say about um the the whole interaction between mental illness patients and i know it's good to be able to interact but that's a that's a thing in itself too like um i I think it's kind of weird regaling against also the mental health institutions and the health society of the world but um the fact that they have like you you having to cohabitate with other people who are obviously like not right like like, like, pushed out because she was like screaming at me she wanted to come in in the middle of the night like and we'll just talk it's all night um and it horrified me like everybody like and also everybody i love it everybody there believes in the matrix and they also believe in demons um so honestly i was with my people um i love like i I kind of like when i look back i just miss talking to them because they got it (laughs) like and it's because i just i i'm comfortable with that like they spoke the truth i loved them Absolutely, and they, people are deserving of love regardless of their, their you know, incarceration status or not, and it's, it's, um... Annoying, but still, like, they were honest. They're honest, no, I'm saying, if they're, if they're honest, no, I'm saying mental health uh, uh, status or not, not, like, criminal, uh, fuck those people, but, like, the actual mental health people, like, no, if you're... If someone deemed you insane, if you have, like, been given schizophrenia or multiple personality diagnosis or anything, you're still worthy of respect, and you do deserve your, you know, respect and love in society. It's not yeah. like, oh, a doctor said you're mentally ill, uh, you can go fucking die in a gutter now. And like, No, that's not what we're saying at all. It, it, the, the opposite. You deserve um, to be in a safe space. You deserve to be in a... As I like, if the mental health institutions were really about recovery, really about healing, they wouldn't let them attack each other or be in that. They would give them security and like sanctuary and calm, reflective spaces, and in more time with professionals, not just like counselors uh, and shit. Injection, like, dude. Yeah, like that. They would. They would just. 
it's it's a very hostile environment the way it is now and um it's only hostile because they people don't respect anyone with a mental health uh, diagnosis or they don't want you to because yeah they don't want you to be listened to they don't want you to be uh, they're like oh that nonsense exactly <laughs> they, they exactly they just want you to be um uh Can you up and and locked up don't listen to that bullshit just keep keep going Keep working, like go to work. Exactly, clock out, repeat, rinse, repeat. Time is very valuable, and you know, very thankful for you again to be spending this time talking to us, uh, sharing your experiences, sharing your wisdom. Thank you. Um, same for you. I learn a lot on here. Well, thank you, Violetta from Montana. Um, absolutely, am looking forward to the the fall and Halloween season and the future beyond. Um, in terms yeah, we're gonna of, do some like possession shit, um, like demonic murders or something. Well, the ghost stories for Sam Hain season and everything, and even um, things like the supernatural, curses, hexes, etc. Um, yeah, that that's good. No, that that exactly that 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 yeah. create and make up the landscape of America, this great <clears throat> haunted, cursed nation that we live in. Isn't it beautiful? It, no, it's it's weird, evilly beautiful. I think it's a beautiful place to begin with, but it's got that dark side. Yeah, it's like night and yeah. day. Like the the this series uh-huh. is definitely for the night, definitely for a nocturnal um, awesome. nightfall like type of experience. Um, but at the same time, that same evil lives regardless if the sun is shining and there's blue skies above it or it's in absolute darkness because America itself is an Indian burial ground, is a, like I said, cursed and, and hexed uh, mental asylum at this point. Um, it's, it's... The way our country functions so ass-backwards sometimes. Um, like your house, though. I don't want to dox you or anything, but like you described, your house is the former site of the gallows for the yeah. Montana vigilantes in the Wild West. And that's just... Well, a, um, tons there. That's where we're born. That's, that's, that's yeah. our home. That This is the land that we are living in and inheriting. And, like, and, underneath it is just um, unfathomable. Like, you know, it's like hard for people to... Again. And it's going to be a great pleasure exploring all of that with you. I look forward to it. I absolutely look forward to you sharing your personal experiences as well as your insight. And thank you. No, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It absolutely yeah. has. Thank you very much, uh, Violetta from Montana. Is there any way to follow you? I know you have uh, social media uh, heat from the Zuckerberg crew. Yeah, always. So, I mean, you can go follow her while you can. Um, it's a uh, bad girl four underscores um, at ETC now. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because I was tired of making like three, four, but it's just like, etc. Like, we have a hundred of these. Um, it'll probably, I'll have to make a backup soon, but I haven't been posting lately. Anyway, thank you. No, you're very welcome, and absolutely um, be looking forward to doing this very, very soon, and especially picking up into October. So thank you very much for joining me on the Sam Samhain um, Spiritualism series. And, oh. um, you know, I, that's just a working title. I'm really just making shit up. 
Um, but the Sam Hain month is absolutely, you know, this season is going to be something that we're going to celebrate by, by really sh- bringing everything in the darkness towards the light and, and really, um, you know, bearing it all, bearing, bearing the bones and all like, you know, um, of our personal experiences and what, what I, you know, and yourself think is the truth and that, yeah. you know, it's a good mission. It's a good thing to do. It's a good, uh, it's a good way what? to... I love that. Um, there are some things that are tucked away. Yeah, let's, let's look at them. Yeah, exactly. Let's 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 do um, our best to to shine as bright of a light on these subjects on these dark dark subjects as possible. And you know, absolutely, um, I'm looking forward to it with a lot of enthusiasm and excitement. So thank you very much, Violetta from Montana. Peace out. Peace out. Shalom. Thank you. Namaste. Does it, does it, they've got something to say. Now the journey is in.